Welcome to the Love Marriage Again podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Siobhan Parat. In this podcast, you will receive the wisdom, the insight, and the tools you need to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Your marriage is meant to be amazing. Your marriage should be your favorite place to be. Your marriage should bring out the best in you. I'm here to help you create that. In each episode, I'll coach you to improve your communication, build a deeper connection, become a more united team, and experience more intimacy. Here, we have real conversations about what can make marriage hard, and more importantly, how to make it easy. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I am so glad that you are here with me for this conversation. We are in full swing in the holiday season. Thanksgiving was just last week. And we are heading into the variety of December and January holidays. And this is a time of year where I've noticed a lot of things happen for people. One is they begin to sort of really reflect on where they are for the year, (laughs) in life, in their marriage, in a lot of different areas. And I've noticed over the years of running my business, it's also a time where people sort of are highly motivated to do something different now to create a different experience for themselves next year. So if you are in that space, I just want to tell you it's such a good thing. It's such a good thing to be looking at where you are, where you've been, and where you want to be. And with that, there's a lot that I am going to be offering and talking about this time of year to just meet you where you are. And one of the things that I've begun to start to notice and just observe and pay more attention to is this idea of feeling lonely. And I don't think that it's something that is talked about in marriage often at all. I don't think many people expect to feel lonely once they get married, right? It's sort of like part of the reason you get married is for constant companionship right? Your spouse should be that person who is your friend, who is a confidant, who is a hangout buddy, a chatted up with buddy, right? Like we expect our spouse to fulfill that role of constant companion. And when it doesn't feel like you have that in your spouse, it can be an incredibly lonely place to live, especially this time of year where 
everything is about the holiday cheer and spending time together and relishing in what you're grateful for and creating family memories and all of those things. And if you are a person who is feeling lonely in your marriage or from time to time feel lonely in your marriage, this episode is 100% for you. And the first thing that I want to say is, you know, being a marriage coach, I have an insider scoop into the things that no one would ever post and talk about on social media. And the first thing I just want to offer you is this idea that it is probably more common than you think for people to feel lonely, even when married. And I think it can look a lot of different ways in terms of like length of time where there may be periods or certain situations or certain circumstances where you feel lonely. And then for other people, it is like just the state of affairs where it's a more pervasive and longer lasting experience. And here's the thing, we know this because we're all humans feeling it, right? We have this desire to belong. We have this desire to feel connected. And of course, in marriage, that is the place where we enter the the union expecting for our desire to belong and be connected to be met. And when it is not, people don't know what to do because it literally violates one of the most sort of foundational parts and purposes of marriage. And what I've seen is that people cope with feeling lonely in a lot of different ways. And there are some people who will cope with it by complaining and criticizing and blaming their spouse because It's like, you're wrong. (laughs) You're not meeting my connection needs. And so clearly something is wrong with you. There are other people who turn inward on themselves, right? Like, well, what's wrong with me that my spouse doesn't want to spend more time with me? Um, And maybe even sort of shame themselves, blame themselves and sort of turn against themselves. There are other people who just completely distract and avoid the feeling, right? So like maybe the loneliness is coming up for them, but they find some way to quickly keep themselves busy or distract themselves or avoid the feeling. And then there are some people who will seek to have that need met by other people, right? They go outside of the marriage for that sense of belonging, validation, and connectivity. Now, we know that these particular coping mechanisms don't actually work to create any positive results, right? Yet, we're human and we fall into them. And so, as you think about where you fall on the spectrum of feeling lonely in your marriage, I think another important point that's worth mentioning is we all have various needs for connection. So, some of the loneliness you might be feeling in terms of not being as connected 
with your spouse as you would like may not be intentional. It could just be literally like a set point, a connection set point. And I remember really surfacing this from one couple I was working with years ago where he grew up, right, where his mom worked a lot, single mom, and I think he had an older brother, but maybe he was the youngest or either he was the oldest. But whatever the case was, he just learned to be very isolated as a child growing up. And so when it came to his marriage, he just didn't have a lot of need for connection. He was really quite content by himself. And it wasn't like this intentional slight towards his wife. It was just he had gotten so used to not having a lot of connection. So I want you to think about that and just have that awareness playing in the background that your need for connection might be higher than your partner's. I know in my marriage, it is. I am the extrovert. I am the person that wants to have like deep and meaningful conversations all the time. And my husband really enjoys recharging by himself, right? And sort of just being in the quiet solitude of himself as a way of feeling connected to himself, right? So you can imagine what that is like. And maybe you have a similar dynamic um, going on for yourself. So I thought about this conversation and I thought about what is the goal of this podcast? Like, what do I want people who are feeling lonely to walk away with? And really, I want to provide you with comfort because when you are feeling lonely, that's what you need. You need comfort. You don't necessarily need a like, let's get up and go and go conquer the world. You need a hug. You need someone to tell you that it's okay that you feel this way. You need someone to tell you that everyone feels lonely from time to time. There's nothing wrong with you. You need someone to tell you that you are an amazing human being to be around. You are awesome. You are incredible. You are just a lovely and delightful person to be around. There's nothing wrong with you. You're great, right? So I want you to feel comforted if you are smack in the middle of a lonely time for yourself. I also wanted to just provide perspective and sort of narrow down and help you isolate what's contributing to your feeling lonely. Because in coaching, one of the things that is so important and that I really focus in on in my practice is getting to the root issue the real reason something is happening so that you can, you know, apply the appropriate solutions, right? Because if you just have this very broad and nebulous, you know, sense of like, I feel lonely, but you don't know why you feel lonely. You haven't isolated the exact like lane of loneliness that you're in. You can try 
to solve this problem a lot of different ways and none of them actually hit the nail on the head. So I have eight definitions or eight lanes, if you will, of loneliness. And I want you to listen and maybe just identify for yourself which lane you're in. And then think about once we've identified that, like what you want your next steps to be, right? So the first lane is you're feeling lonely because you don't spend much quality time together as a couple, right? This is sort of like the broadest, probably most tangible way of looking at loneliness. And I think that this can happen for couples for a variety of reasons. One, it could literally just be you are busy, that maybe you have young children, you have busy careers, and you're busy, like the actual time that you have overlapping availability where you are awake and energized and in a reasonably good mood might be really small. You might have a really small window of time. I know that there are several weeks where, you know, if my husband gets home at like 7.30 or 8, I'm putting the kids to bed you know, he's eating dinner while I'm putting them to bed. And by the time that whole situation, right, those of you with small kids know, like the bath and bedtime routine is sometimes relentless and never ending. But by the time that's done, it's like nine o'clock and I have like 10 not even 10%. I have like 3% energy, <laughs> 3% battery, you know, when your phone gets on that, right? So like connecting on those weeks or those time periods is just like, oh, goodness gracious, right? So maybe it's literally you're just both really busy. Another could be you have other priorities. Like I think this requires a bit of honesty. And I know I can think of seasons in my marriage where especially when I first started my business and we had our daughter at the time who was just born, my priorities were her as a newborn and also my business as a newborn. And I can imagine what that was like for my husband because that was a pretty big transition where Prior to her and my business, it was literally just he and I and our work. And I think like my priorities shifted. And so how I allocated my time in my marriage shifted as well. And then I think something else gets in the way of couples spending quality time together is just being resentful and angry towards each other right? Because if you're harboring a lot of resentment, you're not motivated to spend time together. If you're angry and you're in a season where you're arguing a lot, you don't want to spend time together. You are literally disconnected and perpetuating disconnection by your feelings towards each other. So of course, you're not spending time together. So if for you, as you think about loneliness, it's because you're not spending time together, even distill it down another layer and just figure out like, is it that we're just busy? Is it that somewhere along the lines, our priorities got out of whack or one of our priorities got out of whack? 
Or is there just resentment that we're just not getting along and we don't want to spend time together? So that's lane number one. Lane number two is you just don't share the same interests and goals. And that's what I call empty connection, where like maybe you have the niceties and it's a very surface level, like kind, respectful level of connection, but it feels empty. Like you don't really know each other. You can't really talk about the things you want to talk about at the level you want to talk about them because you're just not on the same page. You're not thinking about the same things, pursuing the same things, striving for the same things. And so it just feels like you're out of sync and you could be having a pleasant, perfectly normal conversation about your day, but there's no depth to it. There's no real engagement and meaningful connection in your conversations. So that's another place where you can really feel lonely. And again, I've heard, I've just, I've spoken to so many couples that are in this place and It happens a lot when, and I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself because this is another point, but it happens a lot when one of you maybe grows or discovers something that like you just get really into and your partner doesn't understand. As a coach, obviously I'm in community with coaches and this is something that comes up a lot. Like when people discover personal development, it has this just like, tendency to like suck you in and be this thing that you become obsessed with. And if you have a partner that's not as interested in it, you're going to have sort of a little bit of an empty connection because they just don't get this new thing in your life that is so much a part of what you care about now. Okay. So I've already like dipped into another one. So let me just go there since I'm there, I'll go out of order for my notes. Um, Actually, no, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep my order because I do talk about it in a slightly different way. Okay, so number two, lane number two, is when you don't share some of the same interests and goals. You have this empty connection. Lane number three of feeling lonely is when you are feeling a particular way emotionally, but your partner doesn't understand. And again, this can also look different depending on where you are. It could be your partner doesn't understand your loneliness, right? Because maybe they have a connection threshold that's different than yours and they're not feeling lonely in the way that you are. It could also happen when you have, I know for women, when we have hormonal changes where like you don't even understand your emotions. And so it's hard for your spouse to understand what you're going through emotionally. This could be at the birth of a child. It could also be as you enter the empty nest stage. It could also be as you enter perimenopause and menopause where your emotions are kind of all over the place. So there's lots of seasons and junctures and phases and stages of life where as a woman, even your own emotional temperament may change. And same for men. I don't want to discount the variation that men experience in their emotions. I know, um, you know, for some men, especially as they see their parents aging, particularly if they had a close relationship with their father, that they then have like an emotional reaction to that for them, where it's like, wow, like I'm entering midlife, like I'm seeing my, you know, my hero decline and it sort of resets for them what they care about and what matters to them and, you know, how they connect with their emotions as well. 
So it is a thing, right, to feel lonely in a marriage because you're in an emotional state that your partner can't understand, whether they can't understand it and they're trying to understand it, but they're just not there with you, or they can't understand it and thereby they want to dismiss it and pretend like it doesn't exist because they can't figure it out and they can't do anything about it. So that is a real thing. That is one lane you want to just take a look at if that might be going on for you. Number four is feeling lonely because there's a general lack of effort in the marriage, meaning it feels like you're alone in the marriage. It feels like you're the only person caring about the health of your relationship, caring about how you communicate, caring about connecting and doing the things that help keep your marriage strong and healthy. And so this can be a really frustrating place and it can be a really lonely place where it feels like you're the one always extending yourself. You're the one always engaging and inviting and bringing along, right? So you could feel lonely because it feels like you're dragging the marriage along. Number five is you can feel lonely when you have a lack of support or a lack of equity or a lack of teamwork. In your marriage. So this is a little different than the one previously where it was, it's more like the emotional and relational aspect of the marriage. This one I'm talking about where you feel alone in sort of the functional and adult responsibility part of the marriage, right? You may feel alone in child rearing where it feels like everything related to your kids falls to you to do, or you might feel alone in the financial responsibility and the financial health of your marriage, where maybe you're the one that has an eye to setting financial goals and making sure you're stable financially or even carrying the income load of your family. And it sort of feels like you're doing that all by yourself without the support and the teamwork of your partner. Those are the two most common areas I see in communicating with my clients, but there are other things. It could be, as you know, of things around the house, taking care of your home, planning for your future, planning for, you know, your, your long-term vision of what you want your life to be. So anything that would fall in the category of the, the quote unquote adulting stuff, right? Like adult things, adult decisions, adult life. So that was number five. And then number six is kind of what I was um, dipping my toe in a little bit, where you can feel lonely because one of you is outpacing the other in a certain area of life. And you could be the person that's outpacing your partner and feel lonely because you feel like you've left them behind in this area. Or you could be the person who's feeling like you are being left, right? And I think that the outpacing or outgrowing might be a term that you're familiar with, um, that can happen in a lot of different areas of life. It can happen in the personal development space where like one of you is really into your own, own personal growth and being better and, you know, just like handling your life differently than you have in the past. So like a personal growth area. It can also happen professionally where, Either you have a career that is really taking off and your partner doesn't, 
Um, it could happen when there's a flip flop in income where like maybe one of you was the breadwinner and now the other person is the breadwinner. It can come if you have a career transition where maybe both of you are doing a job that's sort of just like the typical job that we all learn are in our condition to take. And then maybe one of you pursues something that's more aligned with your purpose and your passion and you're really into your work now. And so it feels like you're outpacing your partner there. It can look like outpacing each other in health, in health goals, right? So this is something I think that's even happening here. Like my husband earlier this year started really getting serious about working out. And this is that... I think about that cartoon. You guys, I'm sure some of you have seen it. It's like, maybe it was even a commercial. I think it was a commercial. I think it might have literally been like a slim fast commercial back in the day where like, you know, the husband and the wife are overweight and like they both start like eating healthy and exercising and like he loses weight immediately and then she like eats like one wrong thing and like never loses weight, something along those lines. But that's kind of what's been happening here where I have been really committed and really serious to exercising every day. I move my body almost every day. I would say like 90% of the time. And like the, the scale is just not going anywhere. Now, my husband, on the other hand, he's gotten into exercise and he exercises every day. I would say like 95% of the time. And he's like fitter than ever, <laughs> right? And so there are times where I'm like looking at him, I'm like, how in the world are you exercising? But still like, you know, he's modified his diet, but not really. And there are times and moments where I'm like, gosh, he's like totally outpaced me in the physical fitness arena of our life, right? So that's an area too, where one of you could outpace the other And it just feels like, man, I'm alone in this experience now. Like this other person is not having this experience that we once shared together. Now they're doing something differently or experiencing something differently and I'm not there yet with them. So that's another place where you can feel a bit lonely. Um, And then the other two are not directly related to the dynamic with your spouse, but I think they have an influence and an impact on it. So the seventh lane of feeling lonely is when you're disconnected from yourself or you have just like this general feeling of malaise or blah for yourself, right? Where you're just like not quite feeling yourself, not quite like happy with yourself, right? Whether that's physically and your appearance, you know, as it changes over the years, or you're not happy with yourself professionally, like where you are professionally, you're not happy with yourself emotionally. Maybe there's just things from your past you haven't really worked through, haven't really resolved, and it's bumping up and you're just feeling like tender and sensitive and offended And you're just like not feeling like you, right? So when you're not feeling like you, of course, you're disconnected from yourself. And then of course, that leads to you feeling disconnected from your spouse 
which is all loneliness, right? Like loneliness is disconnection and not feeling in connection with what you want to be connected with. So maybe some of this could be just your own disconnection from you because you're not being and feeling the way you want to be and you want to feel. Okay. And then the last lane is perhaps you're disconnected from God or a higher power or your purpose in this world. Right. So like when you are just feeling aimless and you don't have a foundation and you don't feel just like this higher calling or purpose or aren't connected with like the higher power. Again, for me, it's God. But, you know, depending on who you are and what you believe in, that could look different for you. Um, But when you're not connected to God, it's like you're really kind of like floating around and that can feel lonely. That can feel like I have no anchor. I have no home base. I'm just like being tossed here and there. I don't know. Like, I just don't know. (laughs) So that could be part of it too. So I encourage you to just, you know, if there was one that really rang true for you, you know that that's the core of like what this loneliness is about for you. But if you're a little unsure, just listen back to this again with the ear of like, what is it? Like, which one might it be? And sometimes when we're feeling like just a blanket of loneliness, our brain can like be really tired and also not want to find an answer. So I would offer that you can't go wrong really exploring something that stood out to you. That if there was one point that I said, and you were like, oh yeah, that really resonates. Like, let that be your answer. Don't overthink this. Don't make it harder than it needs to be. And yes, you do want to address the core issue, but addressing some part of the issue also provides relief. It also provides forward movement. And I don't want you stuck in stagnant because you're overthinking like, what is it for me? Right. So pick one move and know that like the right answer or the right solution is going to reveal itself. And so to help you in your own internal inquiry and, you know, like understanding of what's happening for you, I have a set of questions. And the first thing that I want to offer you is it's okay to be where you are. It's okay to feel lonely. It's okay to just acknowledge, I'm feeling lonely. I think there is so much vulnerability in that, especially for those of us who, when we are feeling lonely, we tend to like aggress. We tend to like complain and blame our spouse and become demanding of like, we don't ever spend any time together. Why don't you have to plan a date night? You have to do this, right? Like when we're in that space, it's because we're like resisting the loneliness. And I want to offer you that, you want to be kind to yourself. You want to be tender with yourself. You want to like meet yourself where you are in your loneliness. There's no shame for feeling this way. We've got to give it voice. We've got to acknowledge it so we can have compassion and understanding for it and then gently move ourselves, right? Like when you're feeling lonely, you don't need someone like nudging you and like shoving you for progress, 
like I said before, like you need a hug, right? So I want to offer you four questions to just think about in this period or in this phase of feeling lonely. The first is why am I feeling lonely? Which the eight points that I just went through, the eight lanes of loneliness will really help you answer that question. Why am I feeling lonely? The second question is, what is it that I'm expecting of my spouse? Right? Because again, in marriage, we're expecting our spouse to solve for our loneliness. So depending on which lane rang true for you, you are going to want to ask yourself, like, what am I expecting of my spouse right now? And then I want you to pivot and turn that inward. And the third question to ask yourself is, where do I have power that I'm not exercising? Because when you're only looking at your spouse as the cause and the solution to you feeling lonely, you're giving up your power. You're not seeing where you have some influence and some agency in dealing with your own loneliness. And then number four is, how do I want to care for myself when I'm feeling lonely? I am the biggest fan of having a plan for your emotions. So when you're feeling lonely, how do you want to treat yourself? When you're feeling lonely, how do you want to care for yourself? If you had someone come to you crying and saying, oh my gosh, I'm so lonely. What would you do? How would you respond? That's the way you want to treat yourself. That's the way you want to care for yourself in a lonely time. I have so much love for you. So, so much love for you. And I know how hard it is and how hard it can be to feel lonely. And I want you to know I am here for you, right? I'm here for you, whether it's just listening to this podcast again and hearing my voice and hearing me say that you matter, like you are valuable, you are worthy of time, attention, and care that you shouldn't have to feel alone, right? There are so many people who would love to love you, so many people who would love to support you, so many people who would love to know you and be in connection with you. So this podcast is a resource for you to just come for a warm hug and a bit of comfort. I also want to make sure that you know about a program that is opening for enrollment called The Well-Made Woman. I talked about this probably in the summer. It was the first cohort uh, where I launched this program. But The Well-Made Woman is an intimate group coaching program for women who really want to be well from the inside out for women who are ready to focus on prioritizing their emotional health, their personal growth, um, and really living a life of empowered choices. So that question about where, you know, where do I have power that I'm not exercising? That is probably like the foundational question of this program. So if you want to feel more empowered, more confident, more happy, more fulfilled, more connected to yourself 
first, then the Well-Made Woman program is an amazing, amazing opportunity for you to do that. Um, You can find out more about the program on my website, but I also want to let you know that today, the day this podcast will air, um, I'm hosting a three-day workshop called the Well-Made Woman Experience, where you will get to experience what it's like to sort of dive into the topics that we will be covering inside this program. So this three-day workshop um, includes a different topic each day. I'll tell you quickly. Day one is all about getting back to you, how to stop underliving and build a joy-filled, joy-filled life. Day two is confident, worthy, and secure, changing the negative voice in your head. And day three is emotional self-care, how to make sure you are okay no matter what. There is a link on my website to register for this three-day workshop. It is November 28th, 29th, and 30th at 9 p.m. Eastern. If you can not attend it live, which I highly recommend, uh, but also recognize for this podcast, it might be quick noticed. Um, if you cannot attend live, there will be a recording. And if you can attend live, there will be a recording because you are going to want to just like marinate in this content and what I have to share. It is really the best boost you could give yourself at this time of year. So I hope you will join me again. It's November 28th, 29th and 30th. 9 p.m. Eastern, completely free to join. The link is on my website, drshavon.com. And if by chance you are listening to this podcast way after that, um, or a couple days after that, you can definitely reach out to me um, on social media, my email, wherever you're connected with me, and we can make sure you get the recording or make sure you get more information about joining the actual program, the six-month program, The Well-Made Woman. So that is it. It is an amazing community of women that will support you and make sure that you feel connected and in community. All right, that's our podcast today, my friends. Thank you so much for being here. I'm glad that you are. I'll talk to you next week. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in. And now a question for you. What did you get out of this episode? The most important part of this work is applying what you hear. I hope you'll do that. And if you loved this podcast, you will love working with me directly even more. I invite you to my website, drshavon.com, to learn about my coaching programs and any live masterclasses I may be hosting. And of course, we will meet right back here for the next episode of the podcast. Until then, keep loving your marriage again.